0: Afternoon, everybody. Welcome to five midfield—a little section that we do on two up top. Gav Mac up the top there, alongside Stephen Buck, And then down there, in behind, in the number ten role, is Alex Osborne. <laughs> but that's how we're going to do it. Little. Uh, think you you got the number maybe. ten
1: role there, Alex. At one point, I thought he was going to apply to you as a sweeper.
2: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but I thought I thought we this is the five midfield, so we need two more. Play, we need two more players. We do. Yeah, we do. So it's like
0: a back five, really, isn't it? More than five in midfield. Uh, no, we, anyway. Yeah, oh, anyway. God. anyway. <laughs> anyway welcome fine. to the show, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, if you don't know already, uh, this is what we normally do: our top fives. This is episode number thirteen. So unlucky for some, but lucky for all of us. And you can see all our social media links all going on the bottom of the screen: Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all at up Top Football, or follow the hashtag TUTF. Alternatively, just put up Top Top into Google, and we come up first. How wonderful is that? Right, I'm going to start us off. Right, so top five managers in the Premier League. Number five, David Moyes.
1: Oh, that's controversial.
0: Yes, David Moyes has done a lot and we look at what he's done recently and we think oh he's a rubbish manager <laughs> but you got to think what are everton and what did he do with everton he had no money he wasn't he wasn't able to use the money of like machieri and usmanov and things like that and i think with a little bit more financial clout he would be achieving he got a top 4 finish in the year uh, in the 04/05 season no one expected yeah. that Top half finishes throughout his time when he was at Everton as well, apart from his first season. But Everton overachieved, you could argue, and I feel that is at the hands of David Moyes. And if he had a little bit of money, it wouldn't be an overachievement. It would actually be challenging a lot more. And I think that's why we ask the question so much. What are Everton? Because we don't know what they're meant to be. Are they meant to be challenging and they meant to be... Are they are they meant to be languishing in mid table? They meant to be staving off relegation, like how they used to in the nineties, you know. So I think David Moyes needs a little bit of respect on his name, and we don't have to worry about. And also another thing as well, when he went to Sociedad Dad for that year, Sociedad Dad were in, in in disarray. Sociedad Dad had just gone down this week as well. they in the last in the last week and a half, they've been relegated now from from La Liga. Man United, big task. And whoever went into Manchester United next was going to be a struggle. So yeah, yeah. David. Yeah. So David Moyes, he, he deserves some respect. He's, he's, he's my number five. Um number four. 100 percent record with Angleterre, Big Sam. The only manager in England history to have a hundred percent record. At management level for the Angleterre national side and another thing it's very similar to the David Moyes thing what are you looking at Alex man carry on <laughs> we'll come to your list yeah. in a bit mate um, <laughs> another, another thing with uh, another thing with Big Sam is financial backing again because he went into a Bolton side who was struggling in division one as it was called then he got promoted, and turned Bolton into an established side. They had some mad names playing for him They had JJ Ococha, Fernando Hierro, Ivan Campo, all that sort of stuff. They are all washed up, but they still went there. And imagine if they were a bit younger, what he could have achieved with them. And at one point, I think it was the 05-06 the season or 06-07 season. I have to double-check that. I can't remember. But they were third at Christmas. And if he had a little bit more money, he went to the board and said, can I have a few quid? Because I think we can challenge for the Champions League. And the owners said... We don't want a chance for the Champions League. That's way above our pay grade. If Sam Allardyce was called um, Samassi Aladacinio, people would be loving him. But because he's English, I reckon that's why, they, why yeah. they kick off at him. Sam Allardyce deserves a lot more respect for what he's done at club level. You he know, he's taken... A lot, as well.
1: a lot with he the can... whole long, board thing, long ball and all those kind of, sort of boring, boring tactics. But actually, if you look at what he actually delivered over at West Ham... You look at what he some of the football that he delivered over at Bolton and some certainly some of the football at Newcastle when he went there, and it wasn't just long ball. He got the if best right, out of the squad that he had available.
0: If, if I'm right, he's never been relegated either.
1: I don't think he has, no. Far from it. I think he's saved more clubs from relegation. Yeah, I don't think exactly. taking a club down ever. I think he's always gone there, saved them, albeit by the time they're sometime, and then tried to get them going again.
0: Exactly that. Um number three. Arsene Wenger. Oh, where is he? There he is. Arsene Wenger um, came over to England. No one knows who he was. Anyone who says that do that they do know they were who he was is a liar, in my opinion. Revolutionised the game. Bought a load of players over, a load of French players over. Um, he then changed the diet, changed the mentality of football. Won a title, first foreign manager to win a Premier League. Uh, win a top flight title in England. Um, he is a legend. simple as that. The first 10 years of his tenure at Arsenal were phenomenal. The following 10 years, you know, everyone who knows me knows I was a Venger out guy, but it doesn't take away everything that he did in the first 10 to 12 years at Arsenal. The guy, as I said, he, he revolutionised football. Um, number two. Jamal. Oh. Jose He's Mourinho fraud. is my number two. Now, we don't want to talk about fraudulent things here, Stephen Buck. He's a fraud. Look, look. <laughs> ja- I not was with Mantin, yeah. um, Jose Mourinho came to England having just won a major European trophy with a very average Porto side. He's won the treble with Inter Milan. He's won the Champions League with everyone who's been out, apart from United and Chelsea. But he's 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 been he's been brilliant. And people go, "Oh, you know, he's a negative manager." This, that, and the other. I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all because it, I've, I've watched Jose Mourinho's sides slap teams at five, six, seven nil. Do you know what I mean? So you know, I th- I, I, I love I love I, I love Mourinho. I think he's brilliant.
1: I think he's a, as a European manager. Yes. We're talking just about the best in the Premier League of all time. And mm. for me, okay, he's won a title with Chelsea.
0: Only oh, conceded 15 goals, I believe, that season as
1: well. I, well no, 17 I, I'll, goals. I'll give him that. But...
2: I think you'll find he's, he's won
1: three. Anything oh, three, without correct. a blank checkbook to go and sign whoever he wanted to sign. No. And that was proven when he went to United. He still got money to spend. Did he deliver a title? No. He's gone to Spurs. He's had eight months. Yeah, he didn't deliver a, t- he got got no deliver a title. He done? Nothing. He's made them worse.
0: He, he didn't deliver a title when he was with Man United. But where were Man United then? Man United were nobody, and he got he, he, he's got trophies with them. You know, nah. so no, nah, they got, uh, nah, they got the a guys a beast. Mate, really you're, let, you're letting what's happening at Spurs at the
2: moment cloud your judgment here,
0: but no. no, he's
1: not in that the top five. No way. Alex, tell him again.
2: No. I mean, I don't under- I don't understand how a manager who's won the Premier League three times, no. uh, one of them being the best sides of all time in the Premier League, right? Be a fraud. No. <laughs> just not. His, boy, his boy's to that's a that's, that's not when I'm, no. way too
0: no. tight. That's, that's let's, let's judge him on his manager, uh,
2: no. choice of managers. Let's yeah, yeah, we, we will in
0: a stuff. bit. But I'm just, I'm just saying like, that, that Chelsea side was star-studded, but they also had players like Damien Duff. Damien Duff won world-class. No, number still brought in as a solution. <laughs> still brought in as a solution.
1: He is not Damn, taking any player, apart from I'd say probably Frank Lampard, he didn't take any player and make them better than what they should have been. He bought Dropper, solutions. Drogba, was Lampard, already a good player. Mallet top was already a top goalkeeper. Jeff, no one, it was Robert, a
2: win. It was Joe Cole. Yeah, yeah, he didn't make any player no, better. It, did he it was already Pazard. a goalkeeper,
0: already a good goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh. Keep throwing the names out. Anyway, oh, number one. Dude. Oh dearie me. Number one, it can't be anyone else. Saf. Yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson, number one. There is no better manager ever in the Premier League. Doesn't need any more superlatives being said. He's done everything. And he's what I love about uh, about, about Sir Alex Ferguson, he didn't just win it once, he's won the Premier League. 13 times. And it's not just won it 13 times. The amount of times he's rebuilt, it, rebuilt that team. He won it He won it with kids. He won it with experience. He won it with Brits. He won it with foreign players. He, he, he won it with a 4-4-2. He won it with a with a 4-2-3-1. He's won, he's won it with a 4-3-3 pretty much. He's changed. He, he is a manager who has constantly evolved with the Premier League and saw what's happening and gone ahead of the game. That last title that he, that Man United won in 2012 13, that's the worst Man United side I've ever seen. Yep. And he still won a title because yep. that's the manager. It's not the player who did, that's the manager. He's the best manager ever to, to be in the Premier League, hands down, and best, best that ever will. And, and Arsenal could have had him. Arsenal could have had him in, in 86. He went he, he was he, he went to Man United because they wanted him there and then. Arsenal wanted him to wait till the end of the season. And he was like, "Now nah, I'll go to Man United and he almost got sacked and then you can imagine what would have happened with his career then, but now nah, he's um he, he is um he is goat. Um right. Um Alex, I'm coming to you, mate.
2: Who's your number five? Number five, uh Jurgen Klopp. Kloppy. Good old clippity cloppity jürgen Klopp, everyone's second favorite manager i'd imagine after their own because of the charismatic nature that he uh, comes across in press conferences but let's not disguise the fact that this guy has transformed a club completely He's, they've done a 180 and they're now a powerhouse again in your in english football how how long will they how long will they be a powerhouse for? Obviously, that remains to be seen. But these last what it's a historic last two seasons, basically. Um, considering where they where Liverpool, you consider where Liverpool were before. You were trying to talk about David Moyes transferring uh, transforming Everton. This is like times ten and on steroids. Like they're taking they're injecting it injecting it into their veins. All those cliches, whatever you want to call it, Jurgen Klopp along with, obviously, some sound uh, management from those like Michael Edwards, the director of football. But as a team, especially the manager, they have just transformed Liverpool. They play incredible. They play intelligent football, high Gagan press. They've bought well. Uh, they've bought the best players from teams below them, and they've made them better since coming into the team. He's bought through youth academy players, Trent Alexander-Arnold. And then players that are coming through now, uh, Curtis Jones, uh, Nico Williams. You know, <laughs> what's more to say? And if if they carry on this trajectory for the next couple of years, he will he will move up that list. The only reason why he's number five for me is because he's he's been managing what five years compared to the uh, compared to some of the others here in my list. But yeah, Jurgen Klopp's number five for me.
0: Yeah, a Jurgen Klopp would be in my top five and probably in the first two or three in a few years' time. But uh, it's the longevity thing for me. Um, yep, and I agree. The level of success in that time, hence why it's not in there. So I don't want Liverpool fans to start coming at me, going, "Ah, oh, you don't like Jurgen Klopp? <laughs> Jurgen Klopp is the in the world. No, no, that's the reason why I've gone with my route and things like that. So no, I'll see. I'll see. I'll see where you're coming from as well, Alex.
1: He's definitely everyone's favourite manager, other than their own, though. You love his honesty and the way he comes across is just brilliant. You can see why players want to play for him
0: all day, all day. Who's your number four, Alex?
2: Number four is Arsene Wenger. Wenger. Now, is definitely as you alluded to, his managerial career. You can split it in halves, can't you? First part of his career. second part of his career uh his first part of a career he's probably number two um without doubt yes as Gav said revolutionized the game he transformed arsenal from a a boozy culture to a professional outfit which then challenged manchester united and i've watched programs i've mentioned this before gary neville has a program on sky called soccer box where he talks to various players about their careers, goals they scored, games they played in, etc. And he says the reason why they won titles in the 90s and the early 2000s was because they were just a professional club. They didn't go out drinking. They treated their diet properly. They they did recu- uh, recu- recovery, recuperation, rest, correct, trained properly. And that's why they were able to carry on. You know, the whole Man United uh, coming in the last 10, 15 minutes of every game if they weren't winning... That wasn't a coincidence that they were better than everybody else because they were just fitter than everyone else. But when Arsene Wenger came in, he changed that culture at Arsenal and then Arsenal were then brought up to that level with Manchester United. And along with the players that they had already and then some of the shrewd recruitment he made, they won titles. They they challenged Manchester United. Uh, they were uh, obviously on seasons, they were better than them. And Alex Ferguson obviously responded accordingly. Uh, and then obviously that culminated in the Invincibles season in 2003, 2004, where they didn't lose a single game. The reason why he's only yes, number
0: four. Yes, yes, they drew games that year. Cause that's another thing people like to complain about. Arsenal drew all these games. Arsenal had the title wrapped up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And wrapped as, up. as you can see from this season, when Liverpool had the title wrapped up, look what happened when the very next game they played against Man City. They got thumped four 0 and, and they look shaky. Um,
0: and they look shaky in the Brighton game as well. So yeah, and so, uh, taking the Villa game because they'd already won the so, title. It don't matter to them anymore.
2: And football was different in those days. Football was not quite the open, free flowing game it is today, where there's more goals scored. But regardless, they 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 still have that achievement to the name. What I was going to say is, unfortunately, his second half of his career tarnished his legacy for me. Unfortunately, he got left behind. He refused to evolve, which uh, another manager on my list uh, is the reason why he kept uh, longevity for so long and success for so long. But regardless, he was stubborn. He started to spend poorly, whether it was his decision or it was decisions by those above him. All of those factors, except to mediocrity. Has then led to where Arsenal are currently, having to deal with all of that right now. So, unfortunately, that has tarnished his legacy for me, and that's why he's only number four. Because if he hadn't, if it hadn't have been for such a bad second half of his career at Arsenal, he'd be higher up in the uh, top five for me. Who's your number three? Number three is Pep Guardiola. Pep. And the reason why uh, Pep Guardiola is number three for me is because calm down, Buck. I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, even, <laughs> don't even, don't right? even.
1: Pep Guardiola is, is another Jose Mourinho example. He's you, you, you cool can't, guy. you can't,
2: you can't. Hang on, whose list is this? Yours or mine? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Mute, mute, mute yourself, um, right? Pep Guardiola. That, Two historic seasons, and you can say he spent all of this money. Yes, he has. However, just because you spend all of that money doesn't guarantee you winning the titles, especially in the style of football that they played. The amount of goals that they scored, the amount of points that they uh, accumulated, they were beating teams four or five nil regularly. He's he, Raheem Sterling under him has become a world class player. In fact, no, not well not just world class. He's become elite. Under Jose uh, Jose Pep Guardiola, mm. Carl Walker's improved. He bought in Edison. People said they couldn't play out from the back. Why are you buying a keeper who can play with his feet? Well, what happened? He's won two titles back to back. 198 points, over 200 odd goals scored. It's it's incredible. The only downside to him is that he hasn't won the Champions League. Uh, outside of Barcelona. Could still this could still happen. It could this still season. happen this season with Man City. And he's bringing through... OK, we can be a little bit um, critical of the way he's potentially bought, uh, not bought through some young English talent. But it looks like he's going to be bringing through Phil Foden. And he's played a lot of games this season. Jaden Sancho obviously left to go to, uh, go to elsewhere. But at the end of the day, he has been... He's the new. He's the modern day Arsene. He's revolutionised football again for modern day football.
0: How Pep many teams? Is one of those players. So way, one
2: how players? For this how that that like, out makes out be, things, things better? It yeah. makes how teams
0: better. Now, That's
2: what he does. Yeah. How many teams are now trying to play out the bat because uh, Pep Guardiola did it with Barcelona, then Bayern, and now Man City? You see the two centre halves right next to the keeper from goal kicks. We'll go from there. Brighton do it. Norwich do it. Newcastle do it so many teams, different teams Bournemouth Arsenal Leicester every team now pretty much are trying to copy the way Man City play and that is because of Pep Guardiola okay Fair enough. That's, your team. all of
1: that and I agree with what he's achieved over at Barcelona absolutely historic what, what he's done over at Bayern Munich historic. but again we're talking there's Premier no, League
2: there's no debate in that it's historic
1: Premier League so Barcelona gets parked Bayern Munich gets parked it's irrelevant in the Premier League debate my issue with Pep Guardiola is he's only ever gone into a club bar in Manchester City in the first season that was already the dominant force
0: in its league. He's gone into every team and made them better, made them play yeah. better football, but, better standard the guys, the guys are genius.
1: The yeah. man city team that he inherited. Did he improve any single player in that first season and deliver him anything? No, that team couldn't play the way he works he couldn't adapt his style of play to the players that he had available. His solution was, I'll go and spend £100 million on two fullbacks. I'll go and spend £60 million on a goalkeeper to play the way I want to go and play football. He could not adapt his game to the players that he had available.
0: No, those players were not good enough to the standard of what he requires. Yeah. So therefore, you spent the money and made them better. Who's your number yeah. two? Uh, no, nah, nah, not buying <laughs> no, it. Not no, buying no, it. He's not, no, not a fraud.
2: He's uh, yeah. uh, no, not a fraud. Number two. Adding.
0: <laughs> number, two. number
2: two, and he's falling um, only because the other uh, only because Pep and Jurgen Klopp haven't been as round as long. Uh, but it's Jose Mourinho, and Jose Mourinho number, Mourinho. that is number two for me. And the reason why, again, there's a theme that I've got with all five of the managers that I've got here. They have been in charge of historic Premier, all-time great Premier League teams. In fact, not just Premier League teams all-time great English football teams over the course of a season, a couple of seasons. Mourinho, his first season in charge at Chelsea, 95 points. They only lost one game all season. They conceded only 15 goals that season. They played beautiful counter-attacking football. They were... They, they were robust. They could play physical football if they wanted to. They could play quick, swift, counter-attacking football if they if you wanted to. They had a spearhead up in front in Didier Drogba, who's one of my favourite all-time strikers. A midfield uh, general uh, phenomenon in Frank Lampard, the amount of goals he scored. They had a leader at the back in John Terry. They had an incredible goalkeeper in Pet Peter Cech. And then they just filled around them. And they won the title the next season. He came back and then won the title with a worse Chelsea side than he had before. With uh, It was mainly built on Eden Hazard and the creativity of Cesc Fabregas, kind of showing a little bit of versatility there. He's won the title three times. The only reason why he's falling is because he, I think he's kind of lost it in terms of, I think he's not really evolved. That's the problem. I think he's still trying to, he's still a bit of the one-trick pony of what he's always done. And teams and managers, because of the evolution of football, have wised up to it. So, unfortunately, I feel like he's not going to recapture his once-great magic, which was called the special one for a reason. But still, when you take his full body of work over the Premier League era, he is the second-best manager to grace this Premier League.
0: And the best one is...
2: Uh, it's it, this this was the easiest one out of all the top fives we've done it's sir alex Ferguson i mean this how can you let's just use the numbers alone 13 premier league titles in 28 out of out of 28 is that right i think 13 out of yeah. 28. Yeah. yeah so half basically um of what the has been available. I mean, and when he retired, it was 13 out of 20 or something like that. So it's the numbers speak for themselves. And the thing that kept him so successful, Gav alluded to it earlier, was that he evolved. He wasn't. And here's the thing as well. Yes, he was stubborn. Yes, he was authoritarian. Yes, it was basically his way or, or, or the highway with many of his players. David Beckham is the most glaring one that I can think of. However, he wasn't egotistical enough to know that he thought he knew everything. He trusted his staff, his backroom team, to be able to come up to him and say, Look, Sir Alex, we need to do it this way. Football's going in this direction. We need to do it that way. He responded to the challenges first posed by Arsene Wenger, then Jose Mourinho. And he responded to them and then he created incredible teams which then overcame those challenges. And yeah, it was, it, there's nothing more to be said. I mean, not only is he the best manager in the Premier League, I think he's been the best manager of all time in football. In my, life,
0: in, my, in my lifetime, 100%. 100%. 100%. Right. Um, before we come to you, Bucky, uh, if you guys don't already know, this weekend we've got our watch along. And um, here's a little bit about it.
1: You could be watching it in the pub. Or maybe you're watching it at
2: home. You can even watch it in Dubai. You might be watching as a neutral after your boys just won the playoff final. It doesn't matter where you're watching it, watch it with us. Tottenham versus
0: Arsenal, live watching on Facebook and YouTube on Sunday, the 12th of July at 4
2: 15 pm. How do you it? Indeed,
0: yes, it's our watch along on Thursday, on Sunday. So, uh, oh, we changed formation. Didn't realise that. Yeah. Alex has come up top with me, and um, and then um, Bucky's gone in the hole. But yeah, yeah it's um, uh, right. yeah, it's, it's Tottenham versus Arsenal. Live watch along on our channel on Sunday, both on Facebook and on YouTube. Right then, Bucky, you've said a lot. I have, um, yeah. So, I, <laughs> I'm expecting <excited laughs> really lot. Get really. Well, uh, Rob okay. Curry's watching the show with us, um, but can we argue this? I won't listen again. <laughs> and if Alex isn't number one, I won't be watching it again. So I'm not being funny. Uh, I really hope your order does actually go to trend. If it doesn't, well, I, I don't know. Look, what? Let, let's go for yours. Right. Who's your number five?
1: So my number five, I've actually come at this from a slightly different angle. So for number five, I've actually come at it from a test of a real manager skill set It's not just whether or not they can do it consistently. It's, can you manage with a very limited budget? Can you overachieve with the squad that you got? And can you improve the players and the team as a whole? So my number five was Pochettino. What he did at Southampton, (laughs) Southampton, was turn him into a really good side. It's underachieved. Bye back. Listen, we can't all be sitting here bigging up Jose Mourinho when he buys his cheque. This is a coach, and he actually coached well.
2: Serial bottler. That's all I need to say. Serial bottler.
1: Underbacked. Underbacked financially. Overachieved with both squads that he had over at Spurs and at Southampton. Handled everything flawlessly. The only thing missing from his repertoire... Trophies. Is trophies?
2: Yeah, no which is what you play football managers for. Uh, but football if games. He,
1: for he has not got. He didn't have the squad. He didn't have the club. He didn't have the backing of a chairman to enable any of those wins. If he actually went <laughs> to the season, be, he would do it.
0: To be fair, to be fair, you know, I've got Moisey and and Dice in mind. That similar a a situation. Oh, he he uh, didn't
2: have the backing. No, no, no. no that's a a first.
0: Spurs did have backing, and they that's spent poorly. They spent poorly when they got rid yeah. of uh, when they got rid of uh, uh, of, uh, of Gareth Bale. They used that money pre Pochettino. Yeah, but then they had the best starting, arguably the best starting eleven for a season and a half, and still didn't even go out and win an FA Cup or even a League Cup or just some form of trophy. Everyone's going to go back and be like, "Oh, we finished by Arsenal this season. We, we, we're, we're champions." Nah, mate. But
1: look uh, at the age of the squad. Look at the fact he'd only just taken over a side, they fundamentally overachieved for what they should have done. And the squad was lacking. You look at Liverpool under under Klopp season, two seasons ago, you know, front front eleven, brilliant. What was coming yeah, up? Do you with know what the difference between drop, Klopp and no
2: Pochettino? Klopp was able to take that next step up. Klopp
1: Pochettino, had 186 million, million that came through to him. So oh my God. it's not just about that. It's about the numbers game. You have to be able to invest. He hasn't invested. He never got the chance to invest. So he is well, number five.
2: Here's the thing, right? If, if uh, Pochino was so great at making uh, players better than they what they were, why weren't Spurs able to sell players for the money that Liverpool did, which then allowed them to then get the money to easy. buy those big players? That's the
1: Daniel Levy effect, where he oh, thinks you're worth God. £20 million, pounds, but it was... Enoch
2: All
0: I'm is excuses. That's the Levy effect. Who's number four?
1: <laughs> so my number four, I went for big Sam.
0: Yeah, big Sam. Yeah.
1: yeah. Big Sam. One of the yeah, first yeah. managers to bring in proper sports analysis. Using big Sam. data-driven facts to actually improve clubs and players. Often if big tar- Sam had a foreign
0: name, he would be tar he would be, he would be lauded yeah. as one of the best managers ever. It's Sam Allardyce is from up north. You know, he's a bit tubby. No one cares about him. Tarnished
1: with the whole thing over. Oh well, it's long ball. Oh, it's ugly to watch. No, he overachieved consistently with the teams that he had. He kept teams repeatedly up that should have gone down that were dire. He took yeah. on teams like Sunderland, where actually the only good player they had was Jermaine Defoe, and somehow he kept them up. You know, he is so underrated for what he has achieved as a manager.
0: Absolutely here, course, changed right.
1: everything about the Bolton team. You're talking about players like Clayf that came over, JJ kocha that came over. They didn't come over because they wanted to play in Bolton's fantastic stadium in the wonderful city of Pies. No, they wanted to come and play for him and be part of that journey. Well done. Love I'm you. pretty certain sure
2: Bolton were probably playing pretty big, pretty nice wages. They weren't coming to play for Sam Allardyce. I'm pretty certain JJ Cochin had probably never even heard of Sam Allardyce. Neither did you, a jockey, F. Right? Doesn't matter. Sam Allardyce is an egotistical, selfish manager, and it proved when he decided to try and take that bung, which thankfully got him rid from the England job. So, 100%, uh, and record. Yeah, 100% record. But David Nugent's the best striker then ever to play for England because he's got a. he's got no, a, One in one. One in
0: one, 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 one. mate. Um,
2: who's, 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 who's number three?
1: Number three, I've gone for the Wheeler Dealer. Harry Redknapp. No, Buck. Yes, yes.
2: Goodness me! And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you Premier why. Premier League history. So uh, let's and put I'll it this way. way: Buck, Buck likes his managers to leave his clubs in a mess, and then they go and nearly get put out of business and languishing in the lower right. leagues. I'll tell you what? I'll tell you what, Alex, what no. I'll do. We'll revisit this
0: in a year's time, and uh, and then Mourinho will be in his list.
1: No, they won't be. He's a fraud because mate. because um, because
0: because that, that's what he's done to make like he would have done nah. it as spurs he would have done nah. it <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> along with easily nah. nah. ah. nah. buys
1: his way to success those no, other two have no. not bought their way to success they had to find a way to run with their squads improve them coach them use other available resources they didn't have an pot of money to yeah. do anything you said harry he was a wheeler dealer
2: which which implies that he's buying players to come in yeah. but that's they've got even they? you know, look,
1: look at what harry delivered at Portsmouth the vast majority of Yeah, that look scored, where Portsmouth were left when they were after. They were left in financial ruin. But That's not him a releasing it, Of course it's him. No, that's the chairman. Of course it's positive. him. No, chairman says, you can of course have, that's and you him. go, all right, I'm going to go and have him.
0: That's it. No, look at Leeds. No, Leeds no, wasn't no, a downfall
1: no, no, because, of, uh, because of David O'Leary. The downfall was no, because of what the chairman was doing at the time.
0: Paying Steph Johnson 40 grand a week. Exactly. Um, it's not David
1: O'Leary that's paying him.
0: Who's your number
1: two? Uh, my number two, I went for Arsene Wenger.
0: Oh, Closet Guna, look at him! Right. <laughs> Again, similar
1: thing for me. First closet ten you guys. First ten years, he what, achieved
0: you fantastic. Wear an Arsene, uh, on the on the watch long on Sunday. No,
1: I uh, so I wouldn't wear an Arsenal shirt if you know? he donated ten grand to charity. It, it
0: be, literally, it would be underneath. It would be underneath. No, I'm, I'm not what would, Arsene Arsene say? What no would way, Savas no. say? What would Savas say? Oh, I'm Sam, not, I'm not you, mate. an Arsenal
1: shirt unless you donate at least a million pounds to charity. As soon as you prove that you can donate a million pound, I'll consider wearing an Arsenal Arsenal shirt. Come on, um, off
0: it. No, let's not real way. money. If I said if I said seven hundred and forty no. eight pounds and thirteen pence, and I showed you the cash you would do it then no. anyway um, talking no. about talking about Wenger.
1: <laughs> first 10 years as we say completely changed the mentality uh the coaching the diets that all around the place within the club most of the premier clubs have all followed suit after that he's got trophies that proves everything to his name the style of football that he brought into the club was fantastic to watch um even if as a spurs fan we were constantly looking at it thinking shit that gap's bloody massive here um in the second year, of his t- second 10 years of his tenure, yes, there were issues there. Yes, he let his ego go away. Yes, he had problems in terms of, you know, the stadium was paid off. They did have money to burn and he just refused to go and do it. But actually, he was still achieving stuff. He just never really evolved past what he'd achieved in the first 10 years. So you cannot look past the fact that you spent 20 years at a club consistently delivering trophies one way shape or another even if they're not the trophies that that club necessarily wants
0: mm.
1: and still managing to keep a, a consistent on finances the only two blotches that i actually look back at wenger and go what did you do that for and there's some dodgy purchases but for me it always comes down to the three hundred and pound a week that he dished out to yeah not, not his not not his, his fault is. well I not, like, if we are gonna go by problem.
2: that logic then was that him no. giving the Trapped no, or was not, that those above yeah.
1: him? Yeah. No, I no, so above ben. him. I saw so, I so yeah. above him. They dish so, the contract he, out, yeah. but yeah. he probably not, spent too much his, time not. trying to persuade him. But yeah, Who, Who's your number one? Number one, there can only be one number one. The greatest Premier League manager that we've ever seen, Grace, probably will never right, anybody else. <laughs> uh,
2: Christian Gross. Uh, Alan Kerbyshley.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <bunter, bunter. laughs> Sir Alex Ferguson.
2: I was going to say,
1: Andre Villas-Boas. He he set the bar and no one is ever going to come close to it. No one is going to come close to it. You're not going to get the longevity again. You're not going to get the club loyalty again. You're not going to get the ability to adapt and change your squad and the way you played. As you quite rightly pointed out, that squad in the 90s was all about wingers and flair play and goals. That squad that last won the title when he brought over Van Persie, nothing like that whatsoever. That was a defensive team that was literally a case of get the ball to Van Persie, let him score goals, and we'll win the title, keeping as many clean sheets as we possibly can because we don't have the creativity in midfield. He brought through youngsters from the youth ranks consistently. He brought players from abroad that were extremely good. And whether you're looking at Ronaldo, he brought him in very young and allowed him to mature and gave him time in the game, or whether you're looking at he was bringing in more established players like Yap Sam. The guy just did it. He took egos, he controlled them. He took youngsters, he nurtured them. He controlled that club from top to bottom and made them what they are now. The only weak point that you've always got as a United fan is when you've got someone that's got that much control over your club, that's done so much for your club and achieved so much, no one was ever going to come in and meet anywhere near those levels.
0: Not a single manager alive. No way. I'll get that completely. I'll get that completely. Clean sweep. On on five midfield for an uh, addition for Two Up Top Sir Alex Ferguson, the number one manager of all time. Once again, underneath you'll be able to see underneath all our screens, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all at Top Top Football. Follow us on everything on YouTube in particular. Share and like our stuff, and if you want to see anything subscribe. in uh, that we. Um, uh, yes subscribe I always get confused between that and facebook um so yeah subscribe subscribe and like this stuff and if you want to see us discuss any particular list in the future just pop us a message on any social media and you can also find us on google just literally put in two up top on google and we come up first but for myself and the boys cheers and tara.